With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. We'll go on getting back. I'm getting back. I'm getting back. Every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. Welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, the football podcast for alternative yet informative coverage of Euro 2020, brought to you by the Sports Social Network. The Ukraine head back to the USSR after getting caned by an impressive England. The Danish wingbacks provide to help them win back comfortably against the Czechs. And it was a bad day for chocolatiers, as Belgium were too passive for the Italians and Switzerland were equal to Spain, but can't score pens for Toffee. I'm joined once again by documentary filmmaker and all-round good guy, Mr. Harry Hansford. <laughs> how are you? I'm not too bad, how are you? Not too bad. How was my introduction this week? Yeah, it's good. I don't know if it's quite as good as last week's, but it was good. Uh, fair enough. Uh, coming up in the show, we of course will be covering the best English performance in tournament history since last week, and <laughs> the best of the quarterfinals. Uh, we also preview the semi-finals uh, getting played on Tuesday and Wednesday. 
and our regular features return. Of course, we played the Ellen O'Deal, and of course, the coveted. Very, very tense at the moment because it's ten all in in what's in your panini. It is ten all. I had to go and get some more stickers earlier on because um, I'd run out. So I ran down to Sainsbury's before it shuts at four o'clock, <laughs> um, and it was a bit awkward. So I got some other bits and bobs as well, ready for the week ahead, because I'm prepared like that. But obviously these stickers are kept in like the kiddies' toy section, like next to like the <laughs> Barbie magazine and stuff. And there was like a bunch of, there was like two rabid kids there. Their mum had just left them to hang around in the aisle. And it just looked, I, I wanted them to move out of the way, social distancing and all that, so I could go in and grab my stickers. But they wouldn't move out of the way, so it just looked like I was like, you know, Hanging around with a bunch, like a four-year-old and a five-year-old. Um, I didn't ask the age, by the way. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> but it just looked, it looked it looked really really weird. And then some quite attractive girl walked down the aisle, so I had to pretend I was like buying some sweets or something. I say pretend I actually did buy some Harry Bonian. But um, and then waited waited for her, and then like the kids left, and I quickly thought, well, it's now or never. Swooped in, picked up a load of these uh, sticker things, and then dropped about. 15 packets all over the floor just as this quite attractive girl turns around and sees me scrambling to pick them all up. Oh, dear. Not a good start to the day. <laughs> well, you know, thing to do for the uh, content. <laughs> exactly. I hope you guys appreciate that at home because, you know, there's a good chance she wanted to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. I'm not that arrogant. Um, but speaking of arrogant, Let's move on to the quarterfinals, and there's only really one place to start. You, England four, Ukraine nil. Now we both done the prediction show last week, and I think I said two nil. I think you said one nil. Or something. It was sort of something <laughs> along that lines. And based by the history of the tournament thus far, I don't think anyone saw this coming. No. Yeah. No. It's it's just not England, is it? to uh, go out and win convincingly like that. So it was wonderful to see, wasn't it? Like, it, it if only we could uh, feel like that every time England play. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, it's exactly that. It was it was the first time I remember watching England play for some time and it being a convincing display. I think the last time was Sweden in the quarterfinals uh, of the World Cup, although that was only 2-0. It was a convincing performance um, that you know, I just felt quite safe watching it. And I did say to you, you know, I, you know, watching the Germany game was quite uncomfortable. I felt like watching the Ukraine game was going to be more comfortable because yeah, for sure. it, it wasn't going to be tense and, you know, it, it should have been a bit more of a one-sided affair. Turned out it would be, but I don't think anyone imagined by this much. Do you agree with what I said by saying what I said in the intro? Is this the greatest um, England tournament victory for some time? Or does the oh, fact that it was against Ukraine kind of tarnish that? I mean, the fact that it's against Ukraine, obviously, is always going to allow that argument to be like, oh, well, it was only Ukraine, right? But the fact remains that we've never won a Euros knockout stage by 4-0 before. So it has to be considered the best knockout stage win we've ever had, um, especially in Euros. Uh, obviously, you know, some people you, you know, always going to argue that every game we won at 66 is best because of it. Can see, you know, ended up with a trophy and it's the big one. Um, but you know, if we win this trophy, we're not gonna care that it's not for World Cup, we're gonna act like it is because 
England winning any trophy would be incredible. But let's not I get ahead of ourselves. I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to save this for maybe the last podcast of this series, but I'll give you a glimpse into where my mind's at now. Let's say we did win it. It'd be good for a day. But it's not the World Cup, is it? It's not the Jules from yeah. a trophy. It's it's no, it's not. It's but we will not party the World like Cup for that day. It's and then even when it's like even if, even if you go on to win the World Cup, it'd be like we won the World Cup, but I wasn't in the stadium. You know what I mean? We'll never be. Yeah. We'll, we're always critical of ourselves, self-deprecating, and we want more. You know, it's um, that's the way I see it. Um, I suppose we, another thing that annoyed me is. Southgate too defensive, obviously not because we, you know, we, we scored four and people say it's just the Ukraine, but they're there on merit. It's yeah. you know, I mean they got that far right. Like it's the best Ukraine's ever got. So by some sort of standard, it's the best team Ukraine's ever filled. Yeah, right. Yeah, so the best Ukraine team on their day is equal to the best. I don't know whatever team there is, I guess. Um, Southgate mastermind again I think not playing Grealish was a tactical masterclass I said it in the last episode I had a feeling he's going to start Sancho he did allegedly that was because of a Saka knock maybe it was maybe it wasn't but Sancho played a blinder had a great game Grealish not coming on was a tactical masterclass because I imagine the Ukraine saw him play against Germany and thought right this is what we got to do to stop Grealish him not playing they've done all that work on him for nothing yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's that's what made the difference. And then Mount came in after you know the COVID scare and played really well as well. Yeah, we we well we touched on it last week, right? Where we said not everyone's going to agree with uh, Southgate, nor were they any England manager. But why the results are coming, you've got to respect it. And the fact that you know he he's changed system, well system it back and changed players around again, and he seems to you know he seems to be taking every game one one game at a time, like. It's working for him. So that's just well, when when that team sheet inevitably leaks hours before the game, and everyone on Twitter is having a, a meltdown. No, let's just let's just trust it. If you know, and at the end of the game, it's your chance to give your grievances if results don't go your way. But before the game, it's that, that, it's, there's no need to be getting on their back anymore before a game. We've just got to trust the system. Yeah, on that as well. What did you make of the team sheet that keeps being leaked? I mean, well, is, is it agents just trying to? You know. There's someone in the camp that obviously is getting paid a lot of money from one of the papers or something, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I I once worked on like uh, film sets, and uh, there was always stories of like, oh, somebody's been offered you know this amount of money from the Express to get a photo of the uh, Millennium Falcon or whatever, and. Um, and it's that thing of like, oh, that's a lot of money. Like, you know, say it's 20K or whatever. And you're like, but then you'd be blacklisted, wouldn't you? And I think that's what needs to sort of happen in football, right? It's like, if you get caught, you're not coming along anymore. Yeah, great idea. No, um, currently agree with that as well. Um, Luke Shaw had an absolutely amazing game. Got oh, a couple of assists. He incredible. Was, I think the last time he played, he was kind of criticised for looking a bit ropey and giving the ball away. But what you also get is someone who can just push forward, get in behind defenders, overlap with Sterling and put in balls like he was doing. Yeah, and the crosses he puts in are just like, you know, pinpoint perfect. To the, well, it, he, the, he, it was his set even, piece for Maguire's header, wasn't it? Yeah, and even when uh, like he put one into Harry Kane that he put over or uh, he couldn't quite, you know, get it down. But like it was 
perfectly there for him. Like he, he picks out his man and it, it goes perfectly there. Like he was having one of the best games of his life, obviously, um, in, in that respect. But they're enjoying it, you know, they went out there to enjoy it, they're enjoying it, and it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a very uh different task uh come Wednesday, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah. you know, like as long as they keep enjoying football. Uh, and they enjoying playing it and we're enjoying watching it that's all we want isn't it absolutely without a doubt um, I would say when we were 1-0 up and just up until half time there was a point where we did look a bit dodgy Ukraine oh, got, sure. got behind our defences a couple of times um, but we're not clinical enough I would argue that Denmark would be a lot better than that yeah. uh, in a couple of days time they've got the players who can finish those chances um, and Walker looked a bit dodgy in those instances as well. He looked better going forward than he did going back. Yeah. Um, something we need to work on. Maybe if you play a back five, that won't that won't happen. I know Denmark plays back five. So maybe we do what we've done against Germany and match up formation yeah, for formation. Um, but again, Sterling was a nuisance. He just worked his socks off and he was here, there, yeah. everywhere, running back. I think he's, as we said last week, <laughs> boycott the sun. Um <laughs> He's proved everybody wrong, and there'll be some people. And I've seen it on. I know Twitter's not the greatest uh, um, barometer of of what's right and wrong, but he's always going to have critics, isn't he? But he's, oh, yeah. he's just he's just done so well to uh, prove everybody wrong. Yeah, and all right, yeah, you know, he didn't end up on the uh, score sheet, but he's he's it's what he does, man. Like he, he just causes so many problems for people, and that that. That first goal, the, the ball to to have whereabouts to know where Kane is and to get that ball in and 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 for Kane as well to know, to know all right I've just got to poke this into that bottom corner you know he, he hits the deck and everything don't he as he does it like it's but that's what that's why you got to keep Harry Kane on the pitch as well though, isn't it because he will bury those chances if and when they come and we just got to keep making sure that they keep coming his way. Yeah, it's a good point about Kane. I heard something on the radio this morning saying, well, if you look at him in the Premier League season over the last five years, during August and September, he's really quiet. It's not until October, November he starts getting his shooting boots on. Mm. So maybe it's a similar thing. He, take, he takes a few games to get going kind of thing. I mean, he needs to be consistently playing to work out what the other players are doing around him to get in the best positions. And his positional play was a lot better and his awareness was a lot better in this game. And he was quicker off the mark as well. He looked a bit sluggish against... Um, Croatia and Germany, arguably. But, um, yeah, he seemed to be a lot quicker off the mark in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it all looks good going forward for England. Uh, yeah, I think they all, they all sort of found their stride. They all, they all sort of have confidence now. They all, you know, everyone, that game against Ukraine, like, you know, obviously, like you say, for the first half, it was 1-0 and you're still a bit on the edge, aren't you? They put that second one away. It, felt, it just felt so nice and it to be able to sit back and go, all right. I can relax for for a while now, um, at least. And then, obviously, the other goals followed. Like it was wonderful. But you know, we're not. We're not there's nothing to say we're going to win. Uh, it, we, 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 there's nothing to say we'll win again. Let alone win four nil again uh, in in in, in the any games. So we need to. We just need to keep doing what's right and just keep. You know, as long as we aren't still aren't conceding, we are ahead of a chance, man. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think if the worrying thing is, 
when we do concede, what's going to happen? Because we yeah. haven't seen this squad of players react to that yet. No, they can't get their heads get down. You, yeah, exactly. You know what happened. They need to just stay focused on what they've been doing. Yeah. You imagine, I can, I can just see Dolberg scoring on Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever it is. Yeah. And them just losing their shit. And they get, you know, when Pickford got a bit rubbery in the second yeah. half, just reverting to type, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can see that happening again. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, oh, he was lucky, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> At one point. But... I tell you what, look, there was a there was a moment uh, in the first half where uh, it might have been Walker gave a ball away and they, they like, broke through. And soon as like uh, Pickford got out, you see the way he was like shouting at them, telling them that shouldn't be happening. Anyway, mm. you got you got to imagine that you know if we do go one 0 down or if we do concede a goal, Pickford is is going to let them know. And that's what I like about Pickford being on the pitch is that he will he's not scared to let them know that's not what you know. You've got what you should be doing, and uh, so hopefully, you know, he doesn't let the back line head drops, and from there they won't let the midfield, and from there they won't let the attackers. Right? That's what you got to hope. But um, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe we won't concede a goal. <laughs> Say that, but we'll get onto it later. But Denmark have scored a lot of goals oh, recently, yeah, so goal scoring is great at the moment. Um, just lastly, from me, I thought the substitutes were absolutely excellent. Uh, obviously, Henderson yeah. came on and scored, got his first goal for England. Um, there's no better time or place I did feel happy for him despite yeah, I don't, sure. despite me I don't particularly enjoy watching him as a player I still think he's a crab but he's done very well um, what I said in the last podcast as well I wanted to see Bellingham and Calvert-Lewin come on and they did and yeah. they both looked very good um, particularly Bellingham just looks so comfortable and confident on the ball um, and he just movement is so good as well and he can find people yeah, I think I think what those subs uh, did as, as much as anything is instill confidence in the public of oh the depth we got here. Like if something is go- isn't going right, look at all the options we have, um, and I'm sure that feeds back to the players as well. They know like okay, may- maybe the time will come where we are on the back foot, but we've got options. We can switch. We can change, um, and hope- hopefully that's you know that's all part of it. And uh, I mean. Gareth at the end when he was saying, oh, I'm just glad I didn't get to play, you know, all these other players and he starts naming like Ramsdale and whoever else is on that fringe. And it must, you know, it must be going for them. But at the same time, one experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, like, they might not get game time, but no one can ever take away the fact that they were there in that squad. They were part of that morale. Like, you know, they're all part of it. So uh, I love that he took time out to mention them because not, not a lot of managers do that. Yeah, that is good. And they'll still get a winner's medal, won't they? If you look at um, Ross yeah. Turnbull. He's got a Champions League medal. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, let's move on to the... Unless you've got anything else to add on that one? Uh, I think I think that's, I think that's about everything for now, right? All right, so who would England play? Uh, the game previous was Czech Republic, who'd been extraordinary throughout the tournament against Denmark who's been even more extraordinary it would finish Denmark to Czech Republic 1 and this was for the most disappointing Czech performance I've seen they weren't as resilient as they have been previously they just seem to be missing their mark um, Schick as per got his goal um, but Denmark played very very well they didn't quite get the goals they had in the two previous games but they showed that even without a classic striker um, Yusuf Paulson came on in the second half but Dolberg's found his form again and they just seem very comfortable yeah right. frighteningly comfortable yeah like I was saying uh, last week like, the belief in that camp is 
second to none, right? They, they feel like it's destiny. They feel like, you know, they had the most awful start of, of the tournament that anyone has ever had. Um, and they feel like it's theirs. And, you know, rightfully so at this point, they're, they're, they're putting in the performances to, to sort of back that up. Um, so, yeah, but, but like I say, the, the Czech team, you know, they've won many hearts over this uh, tournament because, you know, not everyone, you know, us included, uh, weren't necessarily thinking of them to be the dark horse. There was a few other teams banded about and the Czechs have proven once again that they are a team people need to keep an eye on. You know, they, they, every few years they seem to go quite deep in this competition and people forget that. But they're quite a consistent performer at, at the Euros. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Denmark seemed quite similar to England in many ways. They're great from set pieces. Um, and their wing-backs are dangerous. Uh, Mele on the left-hand side looks like one of the players of the tournament for me. He um, is outside of the foot cross to uh, Dol- Dolberg on the end of a sensational. Oh, sure. Very, very good at going up and down. Just looks like he's never going to run out of energy. And uh, on the other side is uh, Stig, Stig Larsson. Uh, again, looks very comfortable as well. And England can match it, but it's it's one of those things. Just one, one you know, if Walker makes one mistake and... Melee gets the better of him, which looks doable by his form. You know, Denmark can get an early goal. And it's been getting early goals, which has been uh, Denmark's, um, you know, sword, really. And that's been their reliable yeah. weapon of choice. They get an early goal. They sit on 1-0 for a while. They wait for the other team to get tired. And then they bang in a few more. They've done it against Wales. They've done it against Czech Republic. And they've done it against, who they against in the last round? Can't remember now. Netherlands, was it? Oh, yeah, no. Something like that. Um, so, yeah, they're very, very... They look beatable, but at the same time, I think they look very stubborn. And as you said, because of the Christian Eriksen debacle, they just look like the the um, momentum's on their side, do you think? you think the momentum's on their side? Oh, so... <laughs> so, as an English fan, you want to say, oh, no, momentum's of us, right? But... If if you know if we if we remove our rose tinted glasses from it and, and you were a neutral, you would be like, yeah, momentum's with Denmark for sure. Um, so yeah, I do I do think they do have momentum with them. It's just maybe the saving grace is going to be it's at Wembley. It's going to be you know as full as it's been up until this point. The atmosphere is going to be incredible for the for for a semi final, the first semi final at Wembley since. That one they keep showing on TV, even in, at, for the Ukraine stop game. Please, please, please stop it. Um, so, you know, the atmosphere there is going to be, it, it's the only play in any other stadium, it would be Denmark. It'd be all for Denmark. But because it's at Wembley, they won't get that hero's reception they've been getting. So maybe this is the only chance to, to knock them out. You know, this is the only chance to destroy their uh, momentum. Um, we'll come on to it later, but I actually went to Wembley to watch England against Denmark in 2014 in their last game before they went to the World Cup. But we'll get on to that later because it might be coming up in Deal or No Deal. There's a little uh, oh. Easter egg for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Czechs lacked creativity in this game, really, and Denmark were very solid and very together in a collective unit, as they as they should be after what happened to uh, Ericsson. Um, just... Yeah, you, you kind of feel like there's a fairy tale on their side, you know what I mean? It was the same in 92 yeah. when they weren't, didn't even qualify, got put in as a wild card because of Yugoslavia's disqualification. And 
it was a fairy tale, wasn't it? And it just looks like that could happen again. Um, but yeah, for sure. There we go. Okay, let's move on to the other games in the quarterfinals. Belgium, Italy, possibly the most anticipated game in the calendar when it was announced. Um, Belgium won Italy two. Belgium looked like they're going through what England went through in the noughties. Their golden generation has just turned out to be quite disappointing. Italy were dominant for most of the game until the last 20 minutes when Belgium just threw everything they had. And their goal was only a penalty, by the way, and it was a, you know, arguably not a penalty at the same time. They couldn't get Lukaku into good positions. And Italy just seemed to, although only scoring two goals, pretty much ran around them. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it. apart from uh, their previous tie with um, who they play in, uh, Austria, Apart from that, they've you know they've seemed pretty dominant and pretty confident throughout this tournament. And uh, you know from that opening game, you felt like oh they could go all the way, and I still don't doubt that they they can and they can get to that final. Um, but yeah, they looked they just looked um, you know people wouldn't have, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily expect it. But they just looked uh, at the beginning of the tournament. Sorry, wouldn't have expected it, but they just looked above Belgium, didn't they? they just looked like they wanted it more. They they, they looked like a better team. Um, and it's you know it is unfortunate because as we know when when you have a golden generation, they, uh, expectations are built, and unfortunately, like, when they don't work, it can be really you know sad and tragic. So I feel for the Belgian people, but they've got to rebuild now because this squad isn't going to be at the next uh, Euros. You know, you know, so a few of them will be at the World Cup for sure. Some of them won't, um, but they've got to really start investing in that future. Do you think Thomas from Ireland would still be there playing for like a? Japanese B team still well, still turning out appearances at Qatar. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's only eighteen months away, so it's you know it, it, very very well he could be. Um, it depends on who's who's there to replace him, isn't it? I suppose. Very true. They were disappointing. I thought. You know, I think you know they put in some good performances, but equally uh, were quite disappointing. Uh, Spinazzola injured for Italy. It looks like he won't be playing any more part of this tournament. Yeah, uh, massive massive blow for them because he's arguably been, he's been there. Luke Shaw, oh, really, sure. isn't he? Um, and uh, for sure, did you mean to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Take it as a no. Um, yeah, so if, if it is going to be an Italy England final, that could be of benefit. Um, but they've got, a, you know, they've got a very versatile and rotational area. That's not even a word, but I'll go with it. Uh, kind of, they got a, they got a decent squad as yeah, well. They may sure. not be the biggest names in the team sheet, but they're reliable. Um, and they all play in Serie A together, which is good. Uh, Lorenzo Insigne had a very, very good game. Scored a wicked goal as well, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely classic Insigne. Starley whipped it in. Um, are Italy the new favourites? I mean, they have to be, don't they? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, England are the favourites, right? I'm sure for a lot of people, and by ranking, they will be. But just by sheer like. The amount, of, uh, the amount of game, I think it's like it's got to be like nearly forty games that they haven't lost in or something, and uh, just just by the way they're playing and the fact that like you know their manager is Mancini and he he seems to have success wherever he goes, like uh, 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 and because English fans are pessimistic and by nature and I, I sure am, I, I'd imagine Italy are are the favourites, but you know obviously the heart tells you that it's destined for. To come home. <laughs> uh, if, if it is an England Italy final, which I don't really want to say, 
but it'll be the team that hasn't conceded a goal against the team that hasn't lost in 16 games. Yeah. So it will be um, quite interesting to say the oh, least. For so, sure. so um, where now for Belgium as well? Sorry? Where now for Belgium? They rebuild? They have to, don't they? They have to. I think... do, they suck, do they sack Martinez? <sighs> it's hard to sack someone that's taken you to a, a quarterfinal. It, it does seem a bit, you know, harsh. But... When you expect to be winning those tournaments, that's not that's not far enough, is it? Um, so yeah, very possibly. But then you've only got eighteen months, man. You know, so is that too much? Do do you go? You got one last crack at the whip for everyone, essentially for everyone in that Belgium setup, because uh, it's not far to that World Cup. So do you want to risk sacking a manager, bringing someone else in, and having to rebuild within that time? Um, I'm not. You know, obviously, if you're talking about club football, you're like, oh, that's that's fine. But for international football, I don't know if, if 18 months is long enough. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Very good point. Okay, let's move on to Switzerland against Spain. It was one all after full time and extra time, and three one on penalties. Uh, Spain again looked a bit off the mark to me. Again, great passing, but just not clinical. Uh, yeah. As we predicted, Alvaro Morata went missing again for much of the game. Subbed off as well. Um, Switzerland looked like the better team over 90 minutes, and that was despite having um, Freuler, who got the assist for their goal for Shakiri, uh, got sent off in around about 63rd minute, I believe. Um, and they often say it's more difficult to play against 10 men because they just go ultra defensive. And yeah, Switzerland did do that, to be fair. And Spain were knocking and knocking, knocking at the door, um, but no one was letting them in. Uh, Shakiri had a good game as well, which is probably worth mentioning. I really don't know how to judge Spain because they can yeah. get 5-0. <laughs> how I feel about Spain is how, how I feel about the British weather at the moment. But five, for five minutes, it'll be, you know, sunny and glorious. So for like, you know, one game, you know, Spain are back to Spain of old, tip, you know, tick attacker and all that. And then the next five minutes, it's pissing down the rain and Spain are leaking goals. So well, um, that's the thing. You see, you see, Spain never even scored a goal. It was an own goal from uh, Zakaria. Yeah. Another own goal. That's mad, isn't it? That came to Spain. So you, you, you it's always with Spain as well. Always with Spain. It's because obviously it's not impossible at all. It's, it's very, in fact it's very much possible. But you imagine Spain win this with that amount of own goals. Like that is that's something that's got to be a record. Surely, surely no team have ever got this far in a tournament with that many own goals. Let alone uh, possibly getting to the final and possibly being able to lift that trophy. <laughs> Q Kyle Walker knocking one in his own net. <laughs> Please, as I've, as I've pre- <laughs> preempted already, um, yeah, Switzerland are hard done by. I thought I didn't yeah. think it was a red card uh, for one and for two. I thought they were the better team. I think on to watch, they're not the better team. I think Spain obviously knock it around beautifully, but their game plan just nullified everything Spain had. Yeah, they couldn't um, get the best out of Morata. They couldn't get the best out of Pedri or Torres. Um, yeah, it just. It was a very uh, similar feeling for like I had for the Czechs, where it's like, oh, you've you've played so well, you've played better than anyone really expected, and it's just sad to see you get not, especially sad to see you get knocked out on penalties in what was the worst penalty shootout of ever. Yeah, seen. penalties um, were really really bizarre because I think the Swiss looked like they were going to bus gets missed and his first pen yeah. took the first pen and bus gets missed and uh, Switzerland scored. Two, I think, and then missed the others. Yeah. Um, it just looked 
it was so bizarre. You never see like the first few penalties get absolutely trolled. And Sommer, uh, the Swiss goalkeeper, had such a good oh, tournament. Incredible. And he's a good keeper. You know, I've seen him for months and gone back uh, quite a few times, and he's he is good. But where they went wrong is that they because they went so defensive because of the ten men. The only people they had to take the penalties were defenders, and even yeah. their defenders who were playing in midfield. So they had like Fabian Shah take one, and the current some other people, um, Zuba took one as well. Who were yeah. typically typically defenders. Yeah, if a risk just and those are the ones him. who missed it. Yeah, Run massively backfired having your centre backs take yeah. your. They've done. I mean, what France done to them? You know, when like Varane yeah. and Kimbenpe were like yeah. having the centre backs take the penalties. That's what they tried to do. And, yeah, yeah, backfired. I think I think if a uh, if they won that game, or if, if if they managed to hold out and win, or even won on penalties, we'd all be going, "Ah, oh, it was a great move to, you know, shore up that defence and see this out because you only had ten men." So it, you know, it's it's a risk that you take, and unfortunately, it just didn't didn't pay off, man. Okay, um, where does Spain need to improve then? I think it's obvious up front, but yeah, they they, they need to be more they need to be more consistent. Uh, they need to stop putting the ball in their own net. And uh, they need to stop the other play- the other team from get- <laughs> getting past them. So it's a lot of improvement to be made for a team in the semi-final, right? But saying that, Spain-Italy is going to be a big game, like big game whenever those two nations meet and both are going to be up for it. And who knows what could happen, man? Who knows? And if yeah. if 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 a Spain that scored 10 goals in two games turn up, then we're on for an absolute belter of a game. But... If Spain, that you know, can't hit Bandol turn up, then this is Italy's game, in it all over. So it's, 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 but Spain just, it's all about consistency for me. They just need to find their groove, really. They just, they're happening not consistent, are they? No, not at all. Well, with that, let's move on to our semi final predictions uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And let's start with Spain and Italy as well. Well, surely Italy are the favourites, even with oh. their, even with their couple of injuries, you would have you would back them. Obviously, this will be the first time they're not playing in uh, Rome, I believe, um, at Wembley. But it's the same for Spain as well. Where will Spain get their goals from? I'm not sure. Probably from Italy defenders knocking them in, Bonucci or something. Own goal, yet once again. But it's, it's one of those games where you can see Spain not doing well. Yeah, and, I mean. Um, it is a bit of a classic tie, though, isn't it? So there is there is an element of in these sort of ties when yeah you know, nations like this meet that the unexpected can happen. But I can't see past Italy. But at the same time, like how typical would it be that Spain, who uh, for so long didn't really do well, then had this amazing dominant period? To have a team that don't do well, but also get to the final, like that would be typical of football. Um, but I just can't see past Italy, man. I think Italy look like a well-oiled machine. I think Luis Enrique looks quite erratic as well, not only on the sidelines, but <laughs> in some of his like substitutions in and his the personal way he life. Wa- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the way he wants Spain to play, is Mancini's a lot more. Although those two teams, you could argue, play quite similarly. Um, I think Mancini is a lot more, um, I don't know, reserved, and probably has better game management. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely more tactically aware, and 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 probably more more uh, trusted and beloved in the dressing room than Enrique is in, in the Spanish in his side of things. 
Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. Um, so what, what's your scoreline going to be? I think I think it could be quite tight, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say two 0 for Italy. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to go one 0 Italy. All right, fair. Now to the big one: Italy make it to the final, according to our predictions. England v Denmark. Um, the Danes have been surprisingly attacking. They've scored 10 goals in their last three games. Uh, their possession is great and their passing is also great. In fact, they've played quite similarly to England with the wing-backs that bolt forward and put in some great crosses for the majority of their goals. They're defensively tough to break down with five at the back. And in the last 10 games that England have played Denmark, England have only won five times. In the last five, we've only won twice having drawn and lost a couple so history makes this an extraordinarily even game i've already seen a lot of people saying well it's only denmark and yeah christian erickson whatever but it's at wembley but if you have a look at our previous meetings together we've not done too well against them in recent history yeah but then you could say the same against the germans i guess couldn't you and even the last time we played ukraine it was only one nil with a you know a very good squad um this is not going to be as cutthroat, I believe, as it was against Ukraine. No. I think it'll be similar to the Germany game, which is going to be very tense for 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think this might even have penalties on it. I could see a classic Schmeichel versus Pickford. Yeah, for sure. I think um, it, it could be very much easier to end up that way. I think the key will be uh, a little bit like the Ukraine game will be score early. Score early, change their game plan, have them having to you know struggle to get back into the game. And then hopefully by the time we get back into the game, it's half time and score early again. I think, you know, if you can replicate that, it's, it's done. Isn't it? It's a lot you easier say that, said. But Denmark are the team that have scored early. Yeah, exactly. Most. So it's, it's they, they, I think we have very similar game plans in mind. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why, I think that's what makes it more important to try and score before them. Because if you can score early, you, you, you know, you're putting them on the back foot. You're, you're really having to change their game plan because their game plan has been effective so far, right? And been affected, well, obviously, uh, ours has as well. But I think theirs has been more sort of solid, the same, pretty much for every game where we've had a bit more flexibility. So hopefully, you know, hopefully there's a another trick up uh, Southgate sleeve. Who knows? But um, I, I think I think what you know, a big thing to think about here is that the last couple of weeks we've 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 said, oh. Denmark versus Wales is the is the movie build up. It's you know mm-hmm. underdog of one year first, the underdog of another year, and then we had uh, the battle of the dark horses last last yeah. round between Denmark and uh, um, the Czech, and then this this time round it's 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 the battle of the dream, isn't it? It's a oh, it's, it's, it's the English dream. It's the finally England might do something <laughs> since sixty six. I'll be able to also, have a. Yeah, as long as we make the final, I'll have a happy. That's good enough for me, aren't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. obviously the dreams to win it, but it's progress at the end. Yeah, but so yeah, I think you know both these teams are going to go in full of confidence, full of uh, belief in themselves. That it's their year, and uh, I think it's going to be a tight and cagey affair, man. I quite like the fact that Paulson's hopefully going to be playing again because I think he's not as good as Dolberg. I think if he plays, he's like quite easy to mark and manage. Um, the team England are going to field. I you know, leave that comfortably in the safe hands of Mr. Southgate. Yeah. But uh, I'm as an England fan, it's 
I'm more nervous for this one than I am for any other game. Yeah. Just to just to make just to make a final yeah. would be something to say that I saw England in a final. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's this is a um this is a benchmark performance. This is gonna be tougher than the Germany game because yeah. Denmark have been playing out their skins all tournament. Germany hadn't been up to that point, you know. So this is definitely a tougher game. It's definitely a bigger ask, but they need like, you know, we can't we were once a team that only can get to quarterfinals. We can't be a team that can only get to semi-finals. We need to take that next step, and this is a perfect opportunity to do so. It'll be like um, the Netherlands in like the eighties, you know what I mean? Where it's, they always got picked to the post by Germany or Italy. Yeah, um, always making the semis or the final and just yeah, losing out in the end. We are we are the new Netherlands, and if Harry Kane scored that volley yesterday, he would have been the Van Basten of today. Um, <laughs> would have been cool. well, what but Yeah, I mean, it, what gives me hope is that we beat Germany quite. In a, in, yeah. a, in a good manner and I think the Danes and the Germans have a similar sort of style of play yeah and I, I've uh, got a lot of belief in our defence and in um and in Pickford to you know want to keep that clean sheet run going and I've got enough belief that they, that, that, that they will um, it's just it's kind of I think it, I just think it's going to be a lot tighter than people are expecting I yeah think. it's going to be one of these games you have to watch through your fingers yeah, no, no one's going to want to be the guy that makes that mistake because you're going to be crucified by your, uh, you know, your your local media. Um, so whether you're English or Danish, you're not. You're going to be. Everyone's going to be second guessing on what they should do, and you've got to hope that, you know, England just go out and go. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to go out and play, and I'm sure that the Danes feel the same. But I just feel like it could be one of those games where everything is just, you know. Everyone's battling for every ball, but no one's really committing because no one wants to, you know, get sent off and make that mistake. And it could be, it could just be very tight, man. Mm. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because like you, obviously you are, we are looking forward to it because you want to watch England in the semi-final. But at the same yeah. time, it's, oh, this is why, this is why uh, the Ukraine game, there's that second goal went in. I was just like, oh, thank God. I can just, Unless they score, for now, I can just sit back and relax for the next 40 minutes. Mm. <laughs> but I think, so let's say we get to the final. I don't, I wouldn't really, I, would, I, I wouldn't have any anticipation for the final. I wouldn't have any expectations. Yeah. I'd just be like, right, we're in a final. Yeah. But to get there is more important. This is a more important yeah. game that I, I gonna, might get a lot of stick for this, but I'm going to say this game is more important than the final for the history of England football. Yeah, well, of course it is because. If we win this game, we get to compete for a trophy. If we lose this game, we get to compete in a match that is completely pointless for a third place position. All right. Fuck that. Fuck that and, game. And and no no one cares about that. So like you, you don't want to go out now and then have to pick yourself back up to play a third place playoff. You want to go out and you know have a chance of win that trophy. Because whatever happens in that final, that 90 minutes or however long it may go on. Uh, like that is it's just one game you know and if we lose it oh, okay we, we lost it but we were there we're at the final we saw it whatever yeah. it, it, you know if, if you lose if you lose at a semi for the second major tournament and technically the third if you count the Nations <laughs> League <No>. like, <laughs> you know all of a sudden okay we've got the German like thing of our back we, we no longer fear the Germans we're going to start fearing semis if that's the case and uh, no man should fear a semi <laughs> <laughs> oh dear 
Yeah, but I've had girlfriends like that. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I think we dug that into the ground. It's time for our first quiz of the podcast. It's deal or no deal. This is the transfer game, or it was the transfer game in Team of Our Lives, but in Dream of Our Lives, we recall an international match from yesteryear, and you have to guess if these players made the squad for their country. There's five of them. Deal if it's true. No deal if it's false. Um, Now, as I allured to earlier on, I actually went to watch England versus Denmark in 2014 in the precursor to the World Cup. It was the last game before the World Cup. Um, so what I've done, I've jumbled up some England and Denmark players from that match. God, so England, players, Denmark, uh, 2014. Um, it's, Denmark, okay. it's Denmark players you've heard of. <laughs> so, what, so when I went to this match at Wembley, I basically need to know, did Ollie see these players in action? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one, Kasper Schmeichel. Deal or no deal? Kasper Schmeichel. Uh, i got to say it's a deal, right? It'd be weird if it wasn't. Deal. He was in goal when I went to go watch England versus Denmark. Number two, Christian Eriksen. Oh, that's an interesting one. I'd ima- Again, I'd imagine he was. Uh, I'm going to say yes, because it'd be weird if he wasn't, right? He was injured. Oh, okay, okay. I should, yeah, maybe I should have been thinking a bit harder than just. Yeah, not quite yeah, as right. serious as his current injury, but. Bless uh, him. Yeah. So uh, one nil, one up, two so far. Number three, Lord Bentner, Nicholas Bentner. Did he play on that fateful day in 2014? Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he did. Deal. Okay, cool. I was like, oh, I said that the last time. <laughs> I think it was at Juventus at the time, that weird wow. like one year spell. Just in case he was good. Yeah. Sign him anyway. Uh, on to the England players. Steven Gerrard, was he there? 2014. Yeah. I'm going to say Stevie G was in attendance on a pitch. Deal. He was there. Done very well right. so far. Three for four. Number five, Wayne Rooney. Is this going to be another one of like, oh, he was injured? Um, because 2014 is prime prime time for like Gerard and Rooney to be still in yeah. that team. Well, not prime. It's, they're not in their prime, but for England, they're still, you know, the, the names on the team sheet, aren't they? So I'm going to say deal, but I feel like there's going to be another one. Oh, he was injured. I'm going to say deal, though. His name's always it, in the team sheet. Deal, deal. It was a deal. Ah, yes. Four out of five. Oh, oh, I'm happy with that. Good stuff. Um, for a bonus point, it was 1-0 that day. Who scored the goal? And they were not featured in any of the five games. They were 1-0 not fe- to England. And, and, none, and, and it was none of the five? Nope. So what are you saying? Um, well, well, it wasn't Gerald or Rooney. Well, yeah, okay, because you only gave me two English ones. Um, is it someone obvious or weird? Yeah, I don't know how to say. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off on on a guess and be like, it was Glenn Johnson with a screamer. <laughs> I wish he was. He was playing. Of course, he was. It was uh, Dan, <laughs> Daniel Sturridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that sort of time period, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's Fair still enough. a free agent? I believe. Is he? I think so. Yeah. He's been like a free agent for a year because I think he was banned for a while for oh. 
some sort of drug. Okay, who's your championship you... team? I'll, I'll take a punt. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, four out of five. Um, what have I got? All right. So, as we've been speaking about Italy today, I thought it'd be oh, quite nice and and uh, go for you know some World Cup winners in the 2006 Italy squad. So, um, just nice and easy to go, really. So, De Rossi, deal or no deal? Make no, it 2006. Is he a World Rossi. Cup winner? Um, he should have gone. I think he gone. I think he went. Deal? He, he is a World Cup winner. He was there indeed. Well done. Good player. Then, so, the next I went for... Uh, Panucci was he a World Cup winner? Who Panucci? P A, yeah, well, I don't think I've really heard of him, so by that logic, I'm listening from the bench or something. Deal, he didn't. He uh, he quite famously was like, I should have been in the squad after they won it, like, he was kicking off. All oh, like, right, but I don't think he cared before they'd won it, he was like, ah. But after they won it, he's like, oh, I should have been there. So it's a bit of a bit of a little joke, really, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so uh, Luca Tony, T-O-N-I, the striker. He, he was definitely yeah. there, deal. Yeah, all right. Del Pier- celebration. Del Piero. He scored in the semi-final, I believe, deal. All right, good. Told you it'd be easy. And uh, let me try and pronounce this correctly oh, Simeon Barone or Barone 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 but Barone Barone probably isn't it B-A-R-O-N-E he's a defender isn't he um, why not deal yeah he was he was yeah 4 out of 5 I was trying five. To, I thought I'd be I thought I was being quite cheeky by only having one that wasn't uh a deal in there, but then you did, you did the same thing. <laughs> exactly. How do we both choose the same week to do that? I was quite tempted just to put all of them in there, so you'd be like, I'm sure they were there. But then the last three were there. <laughs> yeah, I remember but, that final well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, no, it's peak noise, isn't it? So there we go. Of course it is, of course it is. Well, that was a quick one, but the uh, deal and idea was over. How did you get on at home? Let us know. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. Don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. Um, but Wimbledon's going on, and there's been some tight oh, games. Yeah. There's been some tight, tight games at Wimbledon, but not as tight as your mum's pussy. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> not as tight Can as this. this? Yeah, oh, don't know. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, but not as tight as. Um, What's in your per Nini? Um, the coveted official UEFA Euro 2020 <laughs> sticker book game. <laughs> um, if you've not been uh, keeping tab on this, uh, shame on you. Um, but it's essentially if you have ever collected football stickers, it's the official uh, Panini stickers for this tournament. Me and Harry have a sealed pack each week, which we rip open live on the podcast. We put a face down and we battle it out against each other. Who It's a bit like penalties, really. Whoever's got the better player gets the goal. Um, obviously, there's five cards in the pack, so it is exactly like penalties. And over the course of when we've been doing this... 
Should it's... we be naming it Panini <laughs> Tea Shootout? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I feel that's a bit too niche for people to kind of understand. Panini <laughs> <laughs> disease. It sounds like some sort of like old age disease. You've got you've got panini disease. Oh, oh god, damn it! You can't stop kicking. It's when you can't stop kicking. <laughs> uh, or like sticking to stuff. Panini disease. <laughs> okay, right. We've drawn this uh, introduction out too long, so. UEFA Euro official stickers, me versus Harry. We open them live on air. Who's ever got the best card gets a goal slash points. Uh, it's 10 all, which is what I'm trying to get at. It's really close over, over the court period. It's really close. Um, as I said earlier, I've got some new stickers today. Uh, so I'm just going to choose one at random. And then we all open them live on air or uh, podcast. Uh, Harry, can you unseal your uh, packet? All right. Let's, hopefully you can hear it this time. Very good, very good. I'll do mine. Put them face down. There we go. So you're gonna, you might, oh, hang on. You might hear me do it again because I did it, but I can't. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go for the other end. There we go. Face down. Okay. Not. Right. Uh, there we go. Right. Uh, let's start with Harry. Who do you got first? Face down. Let's reveal this. Uh, I it's ten all. It's this ten the, stuff. I have the Slovakian player Robert Mazan. That's beatable. That's this very is, beatable. This, <laughs> this is a quarter final, essentially, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ten all. I have Austria, Austrian defender Andreas Ulmer. Wow, they went further, didn't we? I think you uh, got the point okay. there. I'll take it. 1-0 me. All Who've right. you got? Who's two. next? I have the Ukrainian uh, player Bogdan Michael <laughs> <laughs> Michael Inchiko? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Michael Inchiko. I don't know if he ever played. Yeah, I'm not sure if he U- played. Ukraine themselves done well, but I'm not sure if yeah, he played. I'm not sure if he played. Um, can't remember his name oh, I, I've got Slovakian player David oh, wow. Hanko I mean that's a pretty cool name but I think we go on the fact Ukraine went further yeah, than right, Slovakia okay, right? okay okay so that's one all <laughs> 11 all on aggregate <laughs> <laughs> alright I've got Belgians Yannick Karasko Yannick Karasko yeah Karasko Grasco, athletic and a player, very good, yeah. very good player, rate him a lot. Uh, played, player. Played, played in China briefly as well. But if you pull out a team that's got further from Belgium, you'll be able to say, "Wow, well, you, you won oh. with Bogdan." Mirror Chum 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 Chum. Yeah, like Grasco, he's, he's a good player. Well, um, he won. Well, wait, he won Serie A. <laughs> All right, COVID. Um, Sorry, I no. have. Oh. That'd be tight. Well, both teams made it to the uh, quarterfinal. Ooh. Both teams went out. Ooh. This is a player I rate. It's Taras Stepanenko, the uh, defensive midfield. Ooh. He was Ukrainian. He's probably been... one of their best players. Yeah, it's been good throughout the tournament. Um, How are we going to decide this then? I mean, I think classically, Carrasco 
is the better player. Yeah. But on the but tournament, they both... He's been playing out his boots already, isn't he? Maybe, so... should, we, should we go for a draw? Get one each? All right, go on, mate. Is that fair? Yeah, why not? Okay, so it's 12 all. <laughs> so it's two, two all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what have you got next? Uh, so, come on to this one. Uh, oh, I've got Rodri from Espana. Rodri, who's still in the tournament. I wouldn't say he's at a, the best tournament of all time. I've he's got a pink there. one, which is a double. Um, it's two Portuguese players. It's either Rafael Guerrero. Well, I'm going to choose a man who's 39 years old. Pepe. Oh, he is a bit of a legend, isn't he? <laughs> cult hero. Cult legend. But then, you know, Rodri is, could still get a winner's medal. It's possible. It's not, not the most going, likely. Are we going for possible. the historical best player or the best player at the tournament? Because <laughs> Pepe has won at all Champions League. Yeah, he has. He, has. He, won, he won the Euros last time around. He has. I thought I, I thought Rodri's uh, only just got in the Man City team. I sort of thought that we were doing it on the tournament. <laughs> Has Rodri had a better tournament than Pepe? I mean, he's in it. Pepe's not in it. He's also been subbed off five times. It's hard. I don't want to concede to you because you'll go up. Um, I think in, in, like, if you okay let's fast forward 20 years and you're looking at the career of Rodri and Pepe <laughs> you'd Rodri. go you'd go Pepe I think yeah but Rodri does play for Man City now so he's going to win everything <laughs> true <laughs> um, he's going to have like 25 League Cups to his name by the time it's all said and done <laughs> yeah he's, he's going to get the uh, world record for most community shields um <laughs> Um, All right, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. You sure? Pepe, he is, he is a legend. Okay. So, what's that? 3 2 to me? Yeah. Yeah, I just think I think that should count for something. Oh, no, you've made a face. Go on. I have. The thing is, like, it's not. They've not done exactly the best ever at this tournament. But. I've <laughs> oh. got shiny France. Got a shiny France. Um, I had shiny Germany last week. Oh no, shiny France. I've not got a shiny, but I get to choose between two players from the squad, which is Sweden. Yeah, and I'm going to go for Lindelof. Oh wow! I think we've said before, shiny wins, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, shiny wins. It is a sticker game after all. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's thirteen. It's thirteen all. Wow, I was like, I was so far ahead. This is ridiculous. Uh, which means we got the semi-final after the semi-finals. We got the final after the final uh, the to contend with. The question is: Was that a worse shootout than Spain Switzerland? No. <laughs> we had a shiny France and we had a Pepe in there. True. Um, I think that does well. Um, but it's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, those of neutral gender. Um, thanks again so much for listening to Dream of Our Lives. Is it coming home, Harry? It's coming home. It's coming home in a back of an ambulance. Until next time, sayonara. It's coming home. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming.
we'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back. every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Oh, Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.